We're breaking down all of Sunday's games, the morning slate of games, the afternoon slate of games, the Sunday night game where Tony Pollard dropped fire, dropping a two-score performance on fantasy football owners. This guy's a monster, and he's a must-start going forward, whether it's your flex spot, your running back too. They love utilizing him. They like using both backs, and we'll talk about the risk of, of putting Pollard in your lineup, but we're breaking all this down and more. We're talking about all the Sunday morning games we're going to talk about what what do we think about Kenneth Walker? What do we think about ETN? How do we feel about Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown? We're breaking down all of that and more. The Fantasy Football Show. It begins right now, pal. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is up, good people? Hit that like button on your way in the door. The way in the door, uh, your boy Smitty's going to break down everything Sunday, week 13. And we're going to go to the phone phone lines. We're going to answer super chats, do a little speed Q&A. Uh, try and get you ready for the ball. And by ball, I mean playoffs. I mean maybe even week 14 trying to to grab a hold of a, a playoff spot because maybe you're on the fringe right now. You're on the cusp of making the playoffs and your boy Smitty is here to save the day. So get ready, buckle up, uh, ask away. Uh, first in the building tonight was Rag, then followed by Travis, Professor Stroke, uh, Mitch. Appreciate you guys being here. File on in, hit that thumb up button. I know that YouTube doesn't notify everybody when I'm live, uh, when I go live multiple times in a day and I do that now. I have a tendency to go live uh, quite a bit. We're going to do some re- uh, game recaps and, and and break down a lot of stuff right now. So so get ready. Buckle up. Drop a question. And uh, now that I've got some housekeeping done, I had to do in the back end there. Sorry about that. Okay. Seed one, says Sam. Congratulations on that, pal. Uh, Rag went from two and six to seven and six. Unreal feeling. Nice job. Nice win streak, bro. Had Lamar and Walker. Sorry, buddy. Um, are you still in the playoff hunt? Um, do you have other leagues? Is it just one league that you're doing? I can't imagine you're doing just one league. Hit that thumb up, thumb up button, says Travis. So let's break down a lot of the the week um, 13 good and bad stuff. The some of the big numbers that we saw dropped. We did some of this on the earlier show, so we'll be quick if I if I'm repeating anything you saw already in terms of recaps. Uh, Slayer dropping this one. Win two uh, W uh, win two day tie for second. W two day tied for second place in my division. If the other kid don't score twenty eight points tomorrow, two two way tie for first. Let's go. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Appreciate you, Slayer. To the moon. That was like a broken code though. Reading that message, I won't lie, Slayer. I didn't know what I was looking at at first. I'm like, what is this? Um, Jalen Hurts dropping fire. Um, this is his rushing performance where's where's his passing where's his passing i have it somewhere on screen here is it here it is jalen hurts dropping absolute fire 380 yards passing three tds uh another touchdown on the ground four total scores absolute monster um top three top three to four dynasty qb uh going forward so we'll start talking dynasty don't you worry uh, this is uh, Samaji Pirine's line. 21 carries for 106 yards. He had quite a day. 
um, for anybody that had Mixon. I don't know what to think of Mixon. Not passing the protocol concerns me. Like, what what else is going on? Why is it taking so long for him to get cleared? I know everybody handles concussions differently. Tyreek Hill, nine catches for 146 and one TD. What a what a day he had. Uh, Tua suffered an injury at the end of that game, an ankle injury. We're going to have to keep tabs on that. Know that I'll be all over that. Kenneth Walker got injured in this contest. It sounds like an ankle jam. Uh, we don't know if this is uh, this is accurate that it's an ankle jam, but if it is, it's nothing high. It's it's likely you know right right where you, you know the the ankle and the and the the leg come together. He probably just jammed right here, and I, I don't know if anybody's had an, an ankle jam type of sprain. If they can imagine where it it just feels really sore in between the joint here. And that, there, there's some potential long-term issues that could arise, but usually, uh, with with it not being a high ankle, he's a little bit out of the woods. Uh, at least the initial diagnosis by me, which is not a trained professional. This is me with 20 plus years of of injury analysis relating to football and fantasy football specifically. But I would say he's probably on the safer side. Um, waiting for waiting for news. You know, the fact that he walked off the field too. I saw the run. It was on, I believe, like a sweep or he was running to the left side of the field trying to get to the cone, the pylon. And when he was running, defender cut him off. He went out of bounds. He was short. It was like a four, four you know, at the three or four yard line. And then he kind of like, you almost saw him signal to get out of the game and, and then the camera cut away. And he's walking and he walked gingerly, like, like a little bit of a limp. But it wasn't something where he high ankle sprain or broke something. He looked like he's probably going to be fine. But we'll know more tomorrow. So stay tuned. I'll have I'll have an update on this. But I'm going to guess if I'm and I'm guessing. There's no concrete information at all. I'm going to guess he's fine. Jalen Warren leg return to the field. You can return to the field. Adrenaline, um, no swelling yet or not extreme swelling yet. And then when you go off the field, you're out for the game. Swelling you know, ensues and, and he could have some kind of thing where the swelling so bad and things got worse, you know, when he, when he stopped actually playing and his body had time to react and then try and protect the injury, he could be out a week potentially, but I'm going to guess that because he returned to the game, he's not in jeopardy of not playing week number uh, 14, but I imagine he'll miss some practice time and we'll kind of be in limbo for a couple days and then maybe we're made aware that he's questionable, but likely to play something like that. If I had to guess at this point. Jimmy Garoppolo is out for the season with a broken foot. Looked like he broke like the ankle or foot or uh, lower part of his or upper part of his foot where the ankle meets the um, the foot. But we'll we'll find out if there's more of an ankle injury involved too. But it looked like an ankle injury. His foot basically, Jimmy Garoppolo's foot basically bent like this, and then someone stepped on it, and it looked like it just it probably broke right here uh, or somewhere along those lines. And when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Oh, I, I don't imagine. I imagine the Niners potentially keeping him for very, very cheap next year, and it's going to cause drama and controversy. The Niners know how to do this. I, I wish he was gone from San Francisco so Trey wouldn't have any threat. But I'm not even going to be on board any Niner quarterback next year because I don't trust Kyle Shanahan. So I'm like, for I might change my mind, but for now I'm out. I'm out on Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks. I, I just can't, I can't predict the man, and I, I refuse to try. Uh, Foster Moreau being evaluated for a concussion, so keep uh, tabs on that. Um, Lamar Jackson's injured, and, and man, we talked about picking up Tyler Huntley, didn't we? We talked about Tyler Huntley for some time on on uh, the last two evening shows. Super flex winner. Talked about this in the um, uh, in the Panic Chamber episode for week number 13 uh, uh, several days ago. That, that this guy, Tyler Huntley, could win super flex leagues, pick him up, hold him. Lamar's a running quarterback, playing injured. And, and now Tyler Huntley's looking like he could be set up to start some games. Early word is that it could be some time or at least, you know, potentially a lot of mispractice and maybe tries to give it a go. It sounds like we're probably looking at a game or two at a minimum. But according to John Harbaugh, he indicated that the knee injury is not a season-ending one. But whenever you hear that, it tends to be, okay, it's not season-ending, but there's something more going on than just a a minor sprain that you could play through. But you never know with Lamar Jackson. Uh, What I do know is he should have an agent and not have him and his mom trying to negotiate his contract and walking into a season when you run the ball 150 to 100, 190 times a season and not try and work out a deal, acting like you, you know, you've got all the cards. And, and he kind of did at, at the moment in the offseason. But now look, playing badly again. This will be the third season in a row that he completely disappoints. And and who knows what offer he's going to get. He's certainly going to get a job if he doesn't stay in Baltimore. I know they're going to probably want to keep him, depending on how Tyler Huntley finishes and depending on if Tyler Huntley's going to finish out the year or something, which we don't know. We have no indication how that's going to play out, how many games Tyler Huntley could play, if any, or he could play the whole year. We don't know. We don't know. But if Tyler Huntley finished out the year strong and they're like, man, this guy's good, you could, I could see the Ravens toying around with that idea. But I do think no matter what, Given the shortage of elite quarterbacks in the NFL, a team would be crazy not to four, five, six, seven teams will be vying for for Lamar, regardless of the injury, uh, regardless of what happens at the end of the season, regardless of a slow start or a, I mean a slow middle to the season, quick start, slow middle. Maybe he finishes okay. Maybe he doesn't play another staff snap. Uh, regardless, after the MRI results come out, we'll know more. But this guy needs to get an agent. I don't understand what he's trying. He's trying to negotiate his contract with him and his mom and it's it's not smart it's not smart somebody say oh he's going to save the money you watch it's going to work out the the team would would pay gladly p- pay whatever the agent is going to make to get this deal done like they would probably up the contract enough to to pay what it would have been or figure out a way to to compensate him for having to pay extra to an agent they don't care about that i don't know what he's doing with this it's not smart it's not smart career management like, play football, Lamar. Let a professional that has the relationship skills and the contract negotiation skills to get it done. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with anybody that thinks that this is a smart move by Lamar. We'll see what, what this does to his value and if he can even finish the year. 
DeAndre Swift, 14 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. He added four receptions for 49 yards. The most important stats to look at are the targets, six of them, that he led all running backs again. Six targets, and then the four catches, 49 yards. That means he's locked into production, and it keeps him on the field. It keeps him relevant, especially if they get down and they've got to check down to the running back. Guess what? Swift is the guy they're going to turn to. Felt really good about him this morning. We kind of changed our tune last night. It was a little bit like, I like Swift. I want to start him, but I'm not. This morning, we came out firing. We said, vibe it up. Let's 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 manifest it. Swift needs to be in lineups. And all morning during the start bench show, we're like changing it up. Swift, get Swift in your lineup. Let's all put Swift in our lineups. I feel good about this one. Swift balled out uh, to a degree. He could have done better, but he, he did great. You know, 100 total yards. I'll take it any day of the week with a touchdown and, and, and four receptions. St. Brown exploded 11 receptions 114 yards two tds what a monster st brown is uh miami running back this is a big miss by me a big miss big lap on my part i got a little excited with this matchup i was right about it being an exciting game in a shootout but i thought the game script would allow and it didn't because the niners the, the dolphins were playing from behind um, I thought that the game script would allow there to be some running in this one, and they just didn't run. You know, it wasn't so much that they couldn't run. They, I mean, they, they, they didn't have a great success running, it, but it was more about the fact that they just didn't even try. And so that, that was, that was uh, disheartening because, you know, he was in a lot of flex questions, and, and, you know, so that one's on me, guys, if, if I said to anybody to start Wilson. Um, but I didn't say to do it in a number two running back spot or number one. It was flex question but but that was a big miss on my part uh, my bad on that guys I, I wish I could have I wish I could have I wish I could take that one back uh, Devontae Adams eight receptions 177 yards and two tutties what a, what a monster what a monster this Devontae Adams is we got a we got a discussion a dynasty discussion coming on whether we say two years that's enough time give me two years of Devontae Devontae Adams I don't care I don't care. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna rank him a lot higher in dynasty coming off of this season than I thought I would. I don't care if he's got one. Let's say Devonte Adams retires for sure. He says I'm retiring after two more played seasons after this year. I still rank him ultra high in dynasty because that's a long time. Looks absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Tony Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard. 12 carries, 91 yards, 7.6 yards a pop, two TDs. Um, he added, uh, I think it was like two receptions for like four, 14 yards, something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Tony Pollard did great. He didn't get the volume we wanted, but it didn't matter. He's so efficient. 7.6 yards per carry, two tutties. I mean, there is a chance this one would have went the, the way ETN's stat line read because ETN, uh, stat line is very similar. 13 carries in terms of the carries, 13 carries, but only 54 yards, 4.2 average, no touchdowns. So in a sense, ETN had more opportunities than Pollard. And so, like, this is a little concerning that Pollard's only getting 12 touches, but or 12 carries. But still, I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a great stat line. I'm very excited about it. Pollard is too electric to keep out of your lineup, at least in your flex spot. Um, some of you have such tough dilemmas, though, that maybe we'll still struggle with it. But P Pollard just absolutely balled out. ETN, on the other hand... 
wasn't hampered or injured, just underutilized and 4.2 yards per carry wasn't horrible, but he needed more volume to get going. He didn't have the touchdown opportunities. They didn't throw to him. I don't know why they don't throw to him. Trevor Lawrence knows how good he is at receiving the football. They played together in college. This is one of the better receiving backs in the NFL, just sitting there not being utilized uh, in the passing game. I don't have an explanation as to why. Uh, I hope they start using them, but ETN definitely failed today. But I don't, I'm not like overly concerned long term, although I will say he's got a touch more potential than we would want at this point in the year to being maybe inconsistent. That, that's all I'd say. But he's still going to ball out. You're not benching him, you're not resorting to moving him down to a, a flex spot to where you bump him out. He's at worst a running back too if you, if you own him. Um, but there's concern that there could be some ups and downs, but the moment he blows up, everyone's going to love him again. Uh, Jamar chase seven receptions for 97 yards, no touchdowns, but to see him active and, and athletic and leaping over people and just very, very aggressive. It was a very, very good return for chase. You can bet we'll be keeping tabs on the news and the, the tweets and all the updates coming out of Cincinnati in regards to is he coming out unscathed? Is he is he looking as strong as he was walking in, or is there some kind of soreness and he's gonna have to limit all of his practices or whatever? We'll, I'll keep tabs on that for you and, and, and report report back. Burrow eleven carries for forty six yards and a touchdown uh, to couple with his two eighty six and two scores. And there's a dropped easy touchdown drop by by uh, Tyler Boyd. So really, this could have been like a three or four TD passing because there was another touchdown opportunity. A 286 and two TD, one rushing, three total touchdown performance, over 300 total yards, had a day. Joseph Burrow, Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow, is an absolute monster. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Super, super thrilled with Joseph Burrow and what, what he's looking like walking into the future. I mean, this is a top one to four quarterback in fantasy football and NFL in terms of quarterbacking. This is a monster in the making. Absolutely pr- proud of this man. I'm also proud of the stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. Drop the pancake emoji for what I believe, and we said this earlier today, this is not a repeat stream, I'm just saying some of the same things we talked about earlier, but, you know, with some more uh, more, uh, information, because we just saw the Sunday night game, and we've digested a little bit of the news and reactions and such, and had time to digest all the performances, but I'm coming away with the same feeling I had earlier today when I talked about this on the show, that I feel like this stack is going to be electric electric i mean i have a feeling we're going to be hitting that pancake emoji button um quite a bit i I feel like jamar chase being back burrow getting in a groove knocking off the kansas city chiefs again looking phenomenal i have a feeling that burrow and and jamar chase are going to carry people in a way that's going to make you forget that that jamar chase ever missed any time i'm hopeful of that hopefully you can stay healthy but um let's hit this one more time because i mean he the stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. Very, very excited. Professor Stroke dropping a super chat. Stroke says, if Walker misses time, how confident should I be with Connor, Zeke, and Pierce? Not ultra confident. 
like if I had to predict a stat line for these three guys together, it would be some weeks it's going to be 12, 6, and 10, you know, and then we might get every other week where one of them drops 22 and then another six and then like 10. You know, so you're gonna you're gonna get a okay production, but I, I don't feel I don't feel great about it. But the thing is, Stroke, I don't I don't know that Walker will be out. Like I like I mentioned, he has what's being described as a an ankle jam. And it's 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 tough and it could definitely keep you out of game. It could maybe keep you out two games, depends on how bad it is. I mean, it's still a, an ankle injury, you know, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh uh, fluid and in uh, in things that could go that could make this really painful and, and you could continue to make it worse by playing on it. But it's an ankle jam. It's not anything up high, so it's not like he's at, at risk of being hampered all year if he eventually does kind of get over it or get back. The fact that he walked off. Uh, the only thing that the only thing that makes me a little worried is that he didn't come back. They had, like ruled him out really quickly. You know, they're like, okay, he walked off, didn't come back. And then it was like, he's questionable to come back. And then he's ruled out. And it's like, that part that part gives me a little bit of worry. A little a little bit of hesitation to say, oh, I think he'll be okay. Because I don't want to like recklessly give you false hope. I don't know anything, though. I'm admitting that up front. Embar, uh, thank you for subscribing to the channel. I know, I know that up front. I'm giving you that information up front. I don't have any inside uh, uh, information on this currently. No source, nothing. It's me just saying, you know, all my experience watching this for 20 straight years, I would say. I would say the way he walked off the field, I'm not alarmed. The fact that he didn't come back on, I'm, I'm wondering. But then again, ETN was supposed to come back on the field. And ETN walked back out and had his helmet on. Looked like he was going to run on the field. And they didn't put him in. Then halftime came. This is in week 12. And then he didn't go back in the game after the half. He has helmet off. He's you know, talking, laughing on the sideline. So that was precautionary. Uh, Pete Carroll might just be like, we want to we want to take it easy. You know, we, we were without you for so long. I, I'm hoping that's what it is. But maybe he sits out a week. I don't know. But, but I wouldn't worry about long term. He's not going to be out long term, I don't think. Unless he comes back too early and re-injures it. Uh, need Taysom to outscore Bucks D. And, and suck up by 10. I mean, it's possible, but that's a, that's definitely going to be tough. Uh, A.J. Brown, eight receptions, 119 yards, two tutties. To the moon. What can you say about that? I mean, him and Hurts have just been phenomenal. Let's take a look at these moon men. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. You know, we get a lot of flack. Uh, every once in a while, you see two or three, four people come in and say, Moon Men are looking like, you know, Hurt Men or whatever. I don't really, I disagree. I mean, we've got we've got Hurts right here balling out. And this, again, this is designed not to be the top guys in the league. This was designed to be steals in fantasy football. Bold predictions, a group of men that are going to head to the moon on a voyage that other people didn't think was possible. These were all predictions that were well uh well above the, in front of their time well before their time and hurts a lot of doubters saying he couldn't do what he's doing we put him on the movement list aj brown he is inconsistent as is lamb but that's why they're on this list because we want you to believe in them st brown's missed time he's back to being an absolute monster an absolute monster he's a monopoly 
uh, of uh, at the position, just scooping up all the touchdowns and targets. Won't let anybody else have any. ETN has been amazing. Let's cut him some slack. Two bad games in a row. I get it, but cut him some slack for what he's done and where you got him. Kenneth Walker, keep in mind of where you drafted him too when you start judging him for getting injured this week, and he probably will be okay. Pollard dropping straight fire. Damian's been dormant. This is a really good list. We couldn't have anticipated the injuries to these two monsters, top five monsters that were very undervalued at the time. This movement list is still very, very impressive, and I defend it at every turn because it's still dropping fire in general. Every week, it's still getting carried by three or four. It's not one person left doing, doing damage each week. It's a handful of them blowing up and i'm pretty proud of that moonman list so i defend it pretty vigorously um the last couple pieces of news before we go to the phone lines uh so yeah here's the injury to walker oh that that was the in, that was the um the report the newest report that says pete carroll described the ankle as a jammed ankle injury and we'll see what that means he doesn't know either so he didn't inform us much but he just said it's an ankle jam is what he's being told um I don't know why he was held out. By the way, Zeke Elliott, for people that don't know, had 77 yards and one touchdown in that Cowboys win. Pollard had the 91 yards and two touchdowns. Um, did I have the right stat lineup for Palmer Pollard? 91, yeah, 91 yards. 12, God, 7.6 a carry. Unbelievable. Dak had uh, 170 and three TDs. He had a pretty, pretty good day. Um, he was a safe play. There were there were high risk plays that people put in over Dak, but Dak was a safe play. Uh, Paris Campbell at 43 yards, Alec Pierce at 86 yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor at 82 yards, kind of a disappointing, kind of a a, a, a return to God. Is this offense not going to allow J JT to explode? I mean, I think that's what we're all going to come away with right now is that will JT explode? I, I don't know that I feel like I feel like he'll be like this right now. I was really excited about what they were putting together with with Saturday and and how this was going to look and and now it's starting to look very mundane and very uh, very bland. You know, like the offense was simplified and they're going to run the ball and do very simple things. But guess what happens? Defenses on film the next week start to figure that out. So while it was great in the first go, the first week, Saturday needs to make sure he complicates things and starts changing it up because they look bland out there. They're easy to figure out and contain. Um, Carr had 233, two touchdowns and three interceptions. He was, he was awful. He was dreadful. But guess what? That Dallas defense is tough. And that's why they're the number one defense. They were my, I remember getting a little bit of flack for having Dallas ranked number one. Everyone said, why you have Dallas so high? I got that all off season long. I'm like, they were the number one defense last year. Like I, I didn't think I was, you know, making waves by ranking Dallas number one this year. Dallas was my number one defense walking into 2022 by far. And I was, I got pushback all the time on it. All the time. Why do you like Dallas? Why do you like Dallas? They they make plays. Why do you like Dallas? They make plays. Dallas is the number one defense by far. They're, 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 they're just, they're playmakers. They're playmakers. They score. I love them. They're absolute fire. T. Higgins, 35 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think he could have had another one, right? He was the one that, that dropped the touchdown. Um, God, is there, there was a, a mixed bag this week. Just a total mixed bag. Uh, Waddle getting hurt, one of five, nine yards for Waddle and then getting hurt, coming back in, but being hurt. That was a dreadful performance. Uh, Jeff Wilson, again, on me, one carry, 
You know, and it wasn't even like they were getting shut down. They just didn't try to run. The game script got way out of hand. They had to throw the ball the entire way. And it was just, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, Jordan Mason, 51 yards. Uh, DeAndre Carter, 14 yards. George Kittle, 22 yards. He's always all, like, that, that offense. I don't know what to think with Garoppolo going down for the year. He's out with the broken foot, but I believe there's something to the, to the ankle. Um, Garoppolo going down, I, I think Brock Purdy's better than Garoppolo, so it probably gives a little bump to Debo, a little bump to Ayuk, a little bump to, to Kittle, and in, in turn, going to give a little bit of uh, a little bump to CMC because of the efficiency of the offense, the the red zone presence that they'll have, the the more likely to score or be at the goal line, and then CMC being leaned on because there's a rookie quarterback under center. Let's run the ball instead of throw the ball at the at the ten yard line probably increases CMC's productivity. I like Purdy more than I like Jimmy G in this offense. I like the offense more now. And somehow people are are, are thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> I, I don't care. I could care less what people think about it. That's how I feel. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 26. I, I also wonder if Jimmy G was in that game. I think, I think the Dolphins would have a, a real, a bigger, stronger chance of winning that game. Jimmy G going down saved the Niners. I I don't mean to be callous on that. I, I don't wish injury upon anybody. Prayers up for Jimmy G. Prayers up for him. Jimmy G going down gave the, the Niners a shot to win the game. That's why the Niners play. The Niners defense is why they won, but I'm saying they were able to score, you know, because the Dolphins were marching back. They were scoring not because of Jimmy. They were scoring because of Purdy. So... Purdy, Purdy looks really, really decent. He's really decent. He's, he's got a better arm than Jimmy G. And, and everyone, here come the Jimmy G hater comments. It's like, Brandon, I don't hate Jimmy G. I, I even said prayers up. I wish him well. But me telling you that Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy G is not me hating Jimmy. It's me being a realist. It's me telling you the truth about, or telling you what I believe to be the truth. You can have your own opinion. That's fine. But Brock Purdy threw for 200 yards and two touchdowns pretty quickly, bro. Didn't even have the whole game to, to do it. Um, And there's some Niner fans in here, I think, that, that agree with me, bro. Look at this. Here's a Niner fan right here. Facts, Smitty. Oh, there always be people that, that get really mad about Niner talk, period. But, I mean, I try to do my best um, to uh, to be gentle with, with anybody. That, I do have a... A handful of Niner followers in here, so. Um, Devontae Adams, 8. Catches 177, 2 TDs. Jacobs, 26, 144 and a touchdown. 5.5 a carry. Unbelievable. Um, I respect your opinion, but I think we need to see more than one game from the last pick in the 7th round. Rookie QB. I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying I've seen all I need to see of Jimmy to know that he's not he's not a, a he's not a, a starter. He's not a playoff quarterback. He's not going to lead the Niners to a, a Super Bowl. The Niners defense is so good, and the offense is so loaded. They just need a competent passer in there. Jimmy's looking competent. If if the Niners didn't have the defense they have and the offensive weaponry, like if they didn't acquire C CMC, Niners wouldn't have won the games that they just won prior to this week and Jimmy G would be looking very different 
He was carried. He was carried because this team is loaded. And he looks better than he is. He's propped up because of how good this team is around him. And that's evident evident by exactly my point, Gravy. Evidenced by the fact that the last pick in the NFL draft, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the entire NFL draft, walked in and threw 200-plus yards and two touchdowns and looked really decent. More than decent. He looked good. He didn't look decent. He looked good in a very pressure, high-pressure situation. I think that tells you all you need to know about how good the Niners' offense and defense are and how much they've been propping up Jimmy G. He's carried, carried by this team. Carried by them. He is not a good quarterback. That means he's a good enough to make the NFL, but for the standards we talk about, he's not a good he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm sorry. Would he start for a team? Yeah, because owners and teams don't put the 28th quarterback in. They put sometimes the 34th or 35th quarterback. Am I saying I know more than owners and coaches? And sometimes I feel like I do, bro. I know that sounds arrogant and cocky, but a lot of us feel that way. I'm not the only one that feels that way. I feel like someone should be starting Tyler Huntley because he was a, he could be acquired for a second or third round pick. I feel like Mike White should be starting. He should have been starting from the moment he came in that one game back against the Bengals and threw for 400 yards and three TDs. He should have never left. I know he got injured, went out, came back in. He should have never left the lineup. So Mike White, Mike White, Tyler Huntley are better options, and they're on benches. They're they're much better than a handful, a handful of the the second half, the later half of the top thirty-two quarterbacks that are starting in the, the all the quarterbacks that are starting in the NFL. Mike White and Tyler Huntley, who haven't been playing, are leapfrogging a handful of them. Handful of them. Jimmy is not. A top 32 quarterback, regardless of even if a team picks him up and starts him next year. He's not a top 32 quarterback. Plain and simple. Uh, Appreciate you, Gravy, for the super chat. I think we got one last piece here. And that's my opinion. And it's okay if people have other opinions. It doesn't mean I disrespect their opinion or, or their take. That's just my opinion. Jimmy Garoppolo downgraded out, so that's the news there. Okay, so we're uh, we're good. We're caught up. We can uh, hit the super chats and the voicemails. Uh, Slayer with the super chat, appreciate you. Stroke with the super chat, Gravy with the super chat. Just Derek just dropped this one, going eight and five, getting ready for the playoffs. Scored 183, thanks to Pollard, Adams, Lockett, and Cowboys defense with 22. Absolute phenomenal job. Uh, Avi dropping a super chat, Reek. Uh, Devontae Adams, JJ, and St. Brown. Top four, man. Uh, Tony Pollard was amazing. Absolutely, Avi. Appreciate you. And Slayer dropping this one more. Jimmy G equals Jimmy. Thank you, Slayer. Appreciate you dropping those super chats. It's always a rough subject. And whenever I say Jimmy G's not, not even in the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, it rubs five or six people, no matter where I'm at. If I'm in a live stream on IG, of course, like I get blasted. If I'm on, even on here, in my own chat, in my own world, I get four or five people that are just like, that's absolutely crazy. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Jimmy G's not a top 32 quarterback, in my opinion. If I was an NFL owner, I wouldn't even want him on my team. A, if you ever got him in there, he'd get injured. He's proven that time and time and time again. If you're going to count on Jimmy G, he's going to keep getting hurt. 
he's going to keep getting injured. So why are you ever going to count on him? Anytime you count on him, he will leave you hanging because he will get hurt. Jimmy G is not a quarterback I would want on my roster. I would acquire a Tyler Huntley using a second or a third round pick, which would have been attainable. I would have acquired Mike White, who wasn't even the he wasn't even the number two quarterback because they put Joe Flacco in when Zach Wilson went down. So you're telling me you couldn't have got Mike White for a second or a third round pick? If I was a GM and I needed a quarterback, those are the moves I would have made. And it, and it would have been a genius move to acquire either one of those quarterbacks. We're going to see why. With both of them go forward. And they've been two guys I've talked about I talk about all the time as being the two best quarterbacks in the NFL that nobody talks about or knows about or really has a shot at seeing because the teams won't elevate them that have them. And I understand why the team can't elevate Huntley. They've got Lamar. But we might see why they might say, you know what? If Huntley does ball out the rest of the way, we'll see what happens. When, when it when it comes uh, time to talk contract with Lamar again. Depends on how injured he is, too. James with the Super Chat started. Eckler, JT, Garrett Wilson, St. Brown, and Devontae. Um, you got a nice amount of points from a lot of those guys, James. I'm sure you're winning, right? Komet, as long as Fields is healthy, I, whatever question that was, I agree. Komet is tied to, to Fields. The Niners actually tried to acquire Mike White off the practice squad, but couldn't get it done. I, they need to trade. They needed to trade for him. Though. A lot of teams needed to trade for him. He was he was easily he could easily be had. He was the third quarterback on the on the roster. They clearly didn't want to use him. Um, disappointed in that, to be honest with you, because they saw him play. I, we all saw him play. I'm disappointed in anybody that didn't feel like Mike White was the best quarterback to start on that team. But I get it. There's money involved. There's draft picks involved. There's ownership involved. There's pressure from ownership. I get it. We don't know the inner workings of everything and how it played out and why it played out that way. Everybody's got a boss. You know, I got a boss. It's you guys. I work for you. Dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial into the show and I will help you out with whatever questions you may have. Um, Hit me with it, and we'll try and uh, best uh, put you in the best the best spot to win your league. Let's go ahead and uh, clear the board here, and uh, dial on in. CMC looked healthy today. He did, Avi. He looked good. I, I still worry about him though with the Knicks and the, um, just something arising out of nowhere. You know, it's like just these. He feels like he's still. Uh, but he looked good. I mean, and Purdy's in, Purdy in there in the lineup is really, really good for him. All right, I got two of you on the line here. Um, what are your names? I'm Tyler. Okay, and the other guy. Okay, so let's start with Tyler. The other guy, I think, hung up. Tyler, what can I do for you? Hi. What's up, Smitty? So um, I have a quick question. So I'm right now I'm five and seven, and I just beat a dude who was uh, six and six. So, like, we're both tied for, like, the fourth spot in playoffs right now. And I was wondering, because, like, it's going to come down to points, which was looking like. And I have Chris Olave, Mike Evans, or Rashad White in that fourth spot. And I have more points scored than them. I have, like, ten points over him. And I was wondering, which one do you think I would start? Or I should start? Because I already won this week. I'm just trying to maximize how many points I've scored. Um. Probably Evans, if it was me. I mean, if Leonard Fournette's ruled out, 
and he's questionable still. He's expected to play, but then again, like I feel like we felt that way last week. He was he was like practicing, and then he didn't, if I remember correctly. And then he just right. they sat him. So like that could it definitely could. If Rashad White's out, it's Rashad White no matter what else happens with anything else. If if Leonard Fournette's on the field, I don't know if everybody agrees, but I feel like. Evans has the most upside to score the most amount of points. And I feel like unless he gets hurt, he's still pretty safe. Um, Alave's got maybe. I'm just hmm? My bad. I was saying I was kind of skeptical if Marshawn Lattimore's playing. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of injury. There's a lot of news that could alter some of this too, but I feel like he's got the most of like, like I was saying, I feel like he's got the most ability to score the most amount of points. Like if you're looking at these names, this is the guy that has the two and three TD capability. Like, I mean, when you're looking at these guys, don't you feel like the one guy that could catch three TDs in a game is Mike Evans, you know? Yeah. That's so true. he, but, but there's the risk to match up. There's the risk to uh, Tampa Bay, how they're looking, who's, who's on them. There's a lot of more playing, all that stuff. Alave has got more risk of just, He's a he's a rookie and he's he's gonna be up and down nat, by nature as a rookie. Rookies are always up and down. Look at Jamar Chase last year. Look at look at Garrett Wilson. The rookies are always up and down. There's rookie walls. There's still inconsistency. So like he has he has more downside, but like he probably has the same amount of upside as Evans on his perfect day. I just feel like he does have a little more risk. Um, Rashad White is the most intriguing in terms of like total opportunities probably but like we've like we saw with Pollard last week so Pollard was fired this week and him and Zeke shared the work again like Zeke Pollard got 12 carries this week I think I think he got last week in week 12 I think he got like 13 or 14 carries I think he got one or two more carries last week and he played like crap so the the thing about Pollard and uh, the thing about Pollard and Rashad White is they're both capable of being absolute efficient monsters with low volume, but in that they're going to have games where they're down. So like he has the most downside by far, but I think he's still got the same amount of upside if he's on. So it's like it comes down to like those matchups, like Lattimore if he's playing, uh, Leonard Fournette if he's out, then it's like the downside goes away. There's so many moving parts to this. I don't know that, that I can give you a, a solid answer right now other than to say with all the components that we just talked about, maybe Alave's the best combination for now. And, and if Fournette's out, you put White in. If Lattimore's out, you put Evans in. Like th- those things are no brainers. If Fournette and Latimer are both out, I put Rashad White in because Leonard Fournette's out. Right. So Leonard or Rashad White's ultimate situation trumps anybody's. But Evans having no Latimer, you know, it's just it's it's <laughs> they're moving parts, bro. It's it, you got to analyze the whole thing and and kind of go off what I just said. I think that's the formula. It's complex. Right, turn right. right, turn left. This gate, uh... this gate opens. That door closes. <laughs> For sure, appreciate it. I also like one for more questions. So my RB two, uh, my RB two spot is kind of like up in the air because I have JT right now from RB one. Mm-hmm. My RB two, I have Damian, Jeff Wilson Jr. and Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco. I was wondering, like, who do you feel more more comfortable going into the rest of the season with? We have to take it game by game, man. I mean, Pacheco proved that they keep wanting to use him and they like him, but the volume's low again. The volume's low, so it's like. 
Rashad White, Pollard, and Pacheco are all the same player in a sense. They're all 10 to 14 carry running backs that are ultra efficient in good situations that feed them good work, right? So it's like, it, it, right. I, I wish I could give you an answer, but the, the answer is there's no answer. It's a week-to-week gut feeling, you know, last second. I mean, look at us this this, this morning. We kept saying all night long, Swift, I want to start him, but maybe don't. I want to start. And then this morning, it was like, let's start him. The whole chat were like positive vibes. Let's manifest it. Swift, if you, ha- if you heard me say no to a Swift question, re-ask it because I think I'm going Swift now. And, and it was just like, there was a last second <laughs> vibe, bro. I don't, I don't know how to, I can't answer this question for you. Long, none of this, even this one right here, I can't answer it for sure. Now we got to wait and hear all the facts. We sure appreciate it, man. All right, man. Later. It's so, it's so tough. It's like an equation now, you know, at this point in the year, it's like you, you ask a flex question like this. Evans, Rashad, White, Olave, who's guarding, who, who's in, who's out, what counterparts are, are out injured. Uh, it, it's like, it's so tough. It's so tough. Like part of me wants to just say Rashad White is just, he's in control of his own destiny when he gets the football. Will he get it 12 times? Well, he catch three or four passes. If so, I think I take that route. If I feel confident about 12 to 14 carries and three to four receptions, I think I take the chance that he pops a, pops one of those off. But it, it's close. Uh, Rockout with a super chat. Rockout says, I got Burrow. I got Burrowed, Pollard, Adams, Jacobs by one team. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Rockout. I'm pretty sure you're saying you got Burrowed. Anyone else take a chance on Kyron Williams today, or am I an idiot? Um, I, I mean, he wasn't a great play because they didn't have an offense, bro. They weren't going to move the football down the field, so they weren't going to be in the, the red zone or goal line situations at all. So Kyron was a pretty pretty bad play, but you might have been desperate, so I don't know your scenario. Uh, Justin Herbie, Barkley, and Waddle, thoughts rest of season. Herbert, I feel like he'll be really, really good um, at times and then just it's just that season for him. It's a rough season for him. I don't know if that injury shook him. I don't know what he's even dealing with right now. That's not being reported. A lot of times you hear about stuff like this, like, Oh yeah, I wasn't ever right. And I need, you know, I'm going to be good this year. Like in, I was playing at 70%, like ability to move. Like we don't like, they tell us, they don't tell us anything. Uh, Barkley situational risk, man. He's going to, he's going to have games where he has 50 yards rushing. And then he's going to have a game where he, he scores two touchdowns and 120 total yards. And then he's got 50 yards rushing. It's the nature of that offense. Waddle, good God. I don't know. The fact that he had n- really no points in this game. Like one catch. One catch. What was it? Like nine yards, seven yards, something like that. One catch was injured but got back on the field. Um, Tua looked awful. Tua got hurt. Tua's ankles injured. We don't even know if Tua's out next week or not. We'll p- probably hear more about that. If I had to guess, Tua probably plays. They took him out as a precaution because it was the end of the game. You know, he went out with an ankle injury. Let's look at it. Get him out of the game. Get him out of the game. The game's over. Get him out of the game. And then it was like reported like, oh, Tua was removed from the game. Questionable to return when it was just like, get him out, you know? So Tua's probably okay if I had to guess. Again, I'm, I have no information on that other than my experience in what I saw for for the, the 20 years doing this. That's all I got. You know, that's I should put a plaque on the wall. MD and, and observation. 
Uh, but I think Tua is probably okay. But Waddle, I, I'm concerned. I'm not feeling great, Avi, about all three of those guys. But I probably feel the most secure about Barkley. If if I had to put put those guys in like buckets, I'd say more confident in Barkley, less confident in you know go down the, the list like that. Um, week fourteen will be rough for us. Says Rock out. It'll be rough for everybody, bro. Yep. Um, the entire industry is going to feel like they're scoring low and everyone's going to be like, God, my team stinks, but they got to remember all the players that are out and everybody's going to score low. People are going to win by like 70 to 80, you know, 81 to 91. Those are going to be scores we're going to see in week number 14. Um, Sick Nasty says, I'm on vacation in an area where I can't super chat, I guess. Yeah, that's probably what it is, bro. When you told me you couldn't uh, do it the other day, you know, the, the, the variable was that you weren't in your normal location. So, uh, appreciate you, Sick Nasty. There's always the PayPal link down at the bottom, but you don't have to. I'm just letting you know if you ever need to do that. Uh, but then you got to tell me what you what you want in your question here and say, hey, Smitty, I super chatted via PayPal or whatever. But you don't have to. No pressure. I'm just letting you know. Uh, week 14 will be rough for us, says Rock Out. So, buckle up. Buckle up, Buttercups. Uh, get ready. Um... Swift is back, says, says uh, iPod. Man, I, I'm real excited about Swift. All right, dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial into the show. Let's do it. A couple more phone calls. I'm not going to go super long today because I wanted to just do like a recap See if anybody had any pending, you know, anything crazy they want to, to bring up, any pending uh, situations for Monday night. Uh, talk about any of the injuries. See if anything broke while we were live. Um, after the win over Indianapolis and on Sunday night, the Cowboys will welcome free agent visitor Odell Beckham Jr. to Dallas on Monday. <laughs> now now Odell wants to go. What did I tell you? Odell was going to wait to see who was in the playoff race, then come in and try and win a Super Bowl. That's what he wants to do. He's, he wasn't going to sign back when this start this buzz started kicking in. He probably he's not worth grabbing. Uh, Kyle Shanahan told reporters 49er Jimmy Garoppolo will require, require uh, season-ending foot surgery and medical tests are scheduled for Monday. We all we all have that information. I don't think there's anything new on and any other players. Tua suffered the ankle injury. There's no update there. Kenneth Walker, um, last report was he's not returning to the game. Nothing new. There's no updates on any of these injuries. We have nothing new. Only speculation. I think we speculated pretty well on Tua probably being okay. They took him out precautionary. Kenneth Walker, nothing season ending or anything. He, he ran. He didn't walk. He ran, kind of jogged. He jogged to the sideline um, when he went out. He's, it was gingerly. You know, he's like, ah, I kind of you know, might, maybe did something. But it wasn't like he was on the ground, high ankle sprain, tons of pain. It was like, is he limping? It was that kind of injury, so I, I'm feeling good about that. Uh, ETN seems unscathed. Uh, Debo seems unscathed. CMC seems unscathed. Lamar, I believe, is going to be multiple weeks, but we'll find out. Doesn't sound season-ending, but uh, an MRI or something could definitely change that tune. Don't don't assume that it's not season-ending just because the initial report was that it wasn't season-ending. Remember, Zach Wilson was season-ending, then it wasn't. So it could go the other way around. Um, those are all the injuries, really. 
pick up. We'll do waiver wire tomorrow. Pick up Tyler Huntley. He's a must grab. Make sure Mike White still isn't out there. Um, P Ryan's still available in some situations. I mean, he's a fantastic play if he's if he's gonna play again, and he might even be flex worthy. And he's definitely in the super handcuff category right now with Richard, uh with uh, Madison Alexander Madison. Um, I think Jordan Mason is definitely in the super handcuff category. Uh, we'll go over all the ad drops, guys. People should pick up heading into week number 14. We'll, we'll know whether Taysom Hill is going to be sought after by a lot of people or not. He could still go under the radar, even if he had four points tomorrow. I'm still very much on the Rashad White stashem train. I'm, I'm conducting it, actually. Because uh, I think the opportunity might not be in front of us right now. So if he does badly and people want to give up on him because people are impatient, they don't understand the logic behind owning him. It isn't really about now. It's about if things shift and he goes into the lineup and becomes a quarterback that's playing tight end and people start claiming you're cheating because you got the, the patience and intuition to and, and skill to read this thing out as a potential possibility like we did when it happened last time. And people are like, well, it's not fair. It is fair because we sat on it. We made the move and we sat on it. We were smart enough to do it. So, you know, I want to make sure that that uh, those are just a few people that you need to keep an eye on. I can't hoard all the QBs, says Mealy. Andrews worries you a little bit. I, I think now that uh, now that we potentially have um, Huntley in the lineup, that you might see Andrews return, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. I still like acquiring him if anybody can still trade. By the way. Early waiver wire ideas. I hit those already. Appreciate you. E- is ETN a must start? Smitty, of course he is. It's just has he lowered into the running back two category instead of running back one for people that have loaded teams? Yeah. But is he still a running back one for a lot of people? Yeah. Um, can't you can't two games? You can't you can't dethrone somebody after two games, in my opinion. Kirk versus Detroit next week. Yeah, Kirk is a must start. You know, if anybody gives me Kirk questions, the answer is put Kirk in. Smitty, is Alave going to score more than 13.3 points to win a week tomorrow for you? Uh, I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to say over. I'm gonna, if it's PPR, I'm going to say over. Is Andrew still a great buy low? I think so. And I think that now he's even lower. So, like, yeah, especially now. Because you wanted to buy him at the value you would have had to. I don't think anybody's going to put even a, a late third or early fourth equivalent type price tag on him. I think you could get him pretty easily. You could probably trade a, a tight end straight up for him. Trade a, a Friar move straight up. And some might not want to do that. I, I get that. I understand it. I respect it. But you could trade Friar move straight up for, for Andrews, I bet, right now. And that's what's awesome. Smitty, who won the bet between you and Ron Navy? You're looking at him. You're looking at him. Uh, Eagles D didn't explode, but they outscored the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Ron Navy's going to have to um, write. Smitty was right on his forehead in marker or pen or or whatever, and then paint, whatever, and then come come on the show, or at least give us a video clip of it. Let me see if we have it, by the way. Oh, my phone's about to die. I better plug this sucker in. We're at 1%. Boom! Just got it. I haven't seen a video from Ron yet, so I will give him time. He doesn't need to do it now, but he'll do it. I He's a man of his word. Um... 
Josh Johnson signing with the Niners, by the way. Yeah, uh, people are still trading. Some leagues trade year-round, man. And I kind of like it, to be honest with you. The only reason you don't like it is because you don't trust the people you're in a league with, which is understandable. Like, reckless trading just to trade. They're out of it, and they're still trading. Um, we all should be responsible enough to to not make bad trades, even if we're losing. Or um, I honestly think it, what you could do to make trades okay is that the highest-scoring team on the week gets a hundred dollars or whatever. So let's say your prize money's a, a thousand. You give uh 450 to the total point winner, 450 to the, uh, to the Super Bowl winner. And then you give a hundred dollars or you could, you could change the values up a little bit and say like, give somebody 150 bucks, whatever for the highest scoring team in one given week, which means that could happen in week 17. It could happen in week, 15, it could happen in week one, it could happen in week two. Whoever scores the highest amount of points in a single week gets 100 or 150 bucks or 200 bucks, whatever. And then you could have trading all year because no one's going to give away anything. Everybody's trying to put a competitive team on the field every single week. But unfortunately, people aren't responsible, and that's why a trade deadline was even imposed to begin with. But honestly, I don't care. I would I would play in a league with no trade deadline. I'd be fine with it. I feel like I would love to trade in week 12, 13, 14. I hate when the trade deadline comes. The trade deadline comes oftentimes too early, and it, it feels like nobody trusts anybody. Somebody's controlling what I get to do with my team. I don't like that. I don't want a trade deadline. I hate the trade deadline. But I understand why people have to have it. King Henry concerns. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I always have King Henry concerns, and then they get alleviated the next week, in all fairness and honesty. But, I mean, I do have breakdown concerns for sure. I don't know when or if it'll happen in this stretch of week weeks 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay, so we got four weeks left. Four weeks left. I don't know that Derrick Henry is going to break down in that inside that four weeks, but I do feel extremely confident that if he gets through week 17 looking elite, He's got very little time left after that. Like he's going to skate by and I'm going to be wrong on Derrick Henry because I, I was worried about him, obviously, walking into the season. Uh, but similar to being worried about Mixon, I was just a year early. You know, that happens sometimes. And I always tell people, I admit it, I'd rather be a year early than a year late and holding the bag. Because if I'm if I'm wrong on avoiding a player, I'm still drafting another player I like. So it doesn't really hurt me. Me avoiding Henry, I still was able to go after and draft a player that I loved. You know, if you if you avoided Henry but still drafted Adams, are you really that mad? No. Um, if you missed on the player, then obviously, but I'm saying that avoiding a player a year early isn't really that costly because you're still getting an opportunity to draft a player that still scores more than that player that might be better than you thought they'd be. I just feel like Henry's on the on the the the, the edge of dropping off. The carry total is too big. The man is going to lose a step, and once he loses a step, he will not be able to hit the hole the same. There's a reason why Adrian Peterson just one day couldn't be Adrian Peterson that we knew even anymore. Even though he looked strong and he still ran pretty hard, he couldn't be Adrian Peterson anymore. Emmett Smith played for the Cardinals when he had already burned out. His candle burned out, came to the Cardinals, 
And he just, he was a shell of himself, and it was so hard to watch. It's like, God, this guy used to be, he can't hit the hole. He can't hit the hole. He's still Emmett. He's still very smart. He's still got moves, but he can't hit the hole. And it's, you slow down like that, and when you're running in mud, you can't make it at the running back position. That's why the drop-off happens quicker. That's why it's now 27 years old. Um, Payne says, 240 people in here, only 70 thumbs up. Punch that thumb up button. That's true. We got two two. 40 to 270, only 70 thumbs up. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, hey Smitty. This is Neely Mon- Among Us. I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Hold on. Can you hear me now? No. You're very muffled. Okay. Let me just take off my... Need a Monday night. Can you hear me now? Uh, a little better, but go ahead. We'll try. Okay, so this is Mealy among us. Mealy, what's up, Mealy? What can we do for you? Hi. Well, I'm doing good because I've got I've basically won my uh, week this week. I've got 170. Let me just go back to yeah, that's right. 170 is good. That's awesome. I'm just looking. Um, my whole thing is um, I'm. Remember how I said in the chat about I can't afford quarterbacks? I'm wondering, I've got Deshaun Watson. Okay. But I'm wondering if I should drop him and pick up Mike White. But I have Jalen Hurts already. So, yeah. I'm just I w- trying to keep it away because my opponent had um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And I might be playing him next week or something. I like so Mike. I was wondering if I should do that. I like Mike White more. I also like Tyler Huntley an awful lot if L- Lamar is going to be out. We don't really know yet, so you got to keep tabs on this, but Lamar Jackson if he's out, then then you're going to want to have Huntley. You're going to want to pick up Tyler Huntley. But I'd rather have Mike White over Watson right now. Watson did not look that good. Um yeah. And and, and I don't, like, I don't know I don't know what to expect. I, what do you guys think in the chat about about Watson? Uh, he had an inter. What do you have? That's his, the thing is, I don't know whether Watson's going to get better down the road. Probably will, but but here's the thing: I don't. Here's the thing: I don't think. I I don't think he's got enough time to get the rush. You know, shake the rust off. Um. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, well, see, the, mental. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, I, I, I'm not worried about the time because I've got Jay, Jay, Jalen Hurts in the meantime. But this is like my backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah, anything, you, right? yeah. I, I get you. I understand, and you're trying to block the the your opponent as well. So there's a lot of for anybody that's saying, you know, why are we talking yeah. about a backup? There's some well, some see, important I'm, I'm implications gonna here. One, I'm going to be the number one seed come after right after this week. So. I went from three. I'm going from three to one. Yeah, yeah, guys. There's no question about who's the starter. This is about a back. There's a confusion in the chat. This is about the backup situation, which is important. It's important yeah. to back up your quarterback. It's also important to block her the opponent that we're talking about that that could capitalize on whatever quarterback is left on the waiver wire. So I would say sw- right. switch out. Depending on if Lamar's out for the year or something, which I don't think he is at this point, but like if something changed on that, then yeah. Huntley's the pickup because you don't want Huntley in your opponent's hands. Uh, Mike White is the one I want more than Watson, 
but I could see them swapping. I like Mike White as well. I could see them swapping, but I'd rather have Mike White. Mike White, I would say Tyler Huntley is ranked number one if Lamar's out significant time. Like, if they say he's out multiple weeks, you'd pick up Huntley. Um, and, and you <laughs> depends on if you can, I don't know. You don't want to. You don't want to hold see, three also quarterbacks. Have, but I also have two defenses, which I have the Cowboys and the New England Patriots. You probably don't need and the Patriots. I'm going to have to drop the New England Patriots because, like, I, I have basically I have I'll, I'll give you my whole team. It's Hurts. I have S. Pirine, Swift, Keenan Allen, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, T.J. Hawkinson. Jonathan Peoples-Jones, uh, George Pickens, Evan McPherson, the Cowboys defense. And then in my bench right now, I've got Joe Mixon, Isaiah Pacheco, Kenneth Walker, Rashad White, and Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. And then I have the New England Patriots. And I have Deshaun Watson basically sitting in my reserve because I didn't activate them, but I have to get rid of them because I won't be able to move any anything until I do get rid yeah. of somebody. Yeah, I have no problem dropping the Patriots given that you have the Cowboys locked and loaded. You're never going to sit them defense. Yeah. No yeah, doubt. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, you can't sit the, the yeah, Dallas Cowboys Cow- locked and loaded. Yeah. So, yeah, drop, drop them. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. But yeah, uh, so keep tabs on the news before you're, you're, I mean, put in the claims, but move them around. Like if it, I put in Mike White and then I put Huntley yeah. and then drop Watson. And then I can put in, yeah, I can put in Huntley as well. Put him as a second priority for the time being. And, mo- and move Huntley up to number one if news breaks and you'll, you'll hear it from yeah, me. You'll hear it from me for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. I hear, what, I hear what you're saying. Thank you. So I appreciate you. Thanks for all your support. Okay. Yep. Thanks. You too. Bye. Phone lines are open. Dial on in. Dial on in. Let's see here. I'm trying to edit this. There we go. Okay. Um... For anybody that's saying that, that I saw a, a comment in there. Um, big is big drop. Big drop. Are you normally? You're normally. Don't take this the wrong way, but you're normally kind of against what I'm saying, right? You, I don't want. I don't want to say hater because you're you're not disrespectful, but you are anti anti what Smitty says a lot, right? Am I right on? Am I right on that chat? Am I right on that? Is big drop usually against me? I'm not sure. It seems like lately. Um, or if you're just a Niner fan and maybe I pressed your button and I'm sorry, I don't mean any disrespect on it, but you're saying, you're, you're saying that Tyler Huntley, uh, an ad playing there. You said Tyler Huntley is a bottom 10 QB. A lot of the knock on Tyler Huntley is that he's inaccurate. He's, he's unable to throw consistently. Look at this, look at this line. Like I know there's the INT and, and that on, on its face, you're like, oh, he threw a pick. Okay. He's, you know. Look at 27 of 32. That is unbelievable. 27 of 32. Tyler Huntley threw the ball a lot. Tyler Huntley is capable of being probably Etienne as a brick. Come on, Anthony. 
two two games, two games you're already calling ETN a brick. Twenty seven of thirty two. This guy's capable of a hundred yard rushing game. He's one of those running quarterbacks that can absolutely, you know, be a hundred yard rushing quarterback multiple times in a season. Like Three 100-yard rushing games. Two 100-yard rushing games. A lot of 40 and 50 and 60-yard rushing games. And this guy can throw 27 of 32. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Not even practicing as a starter. Just coming in, slinging the rock around. I didn't even see the INT. By this 27 of 32, I imagine that interception was the wide receiver's fault. 27 of 32. Unbelievable. And yeah, and the fact that he runs like it, it's like a, a, a it's not Fields exactly, but it's Fields esque, and that's what really scores. That's what really scores you. That is an unbelievable line there. Twenty seven of thirty two. When I saw that, I thought it was a typo. I was like, what? Twenty seven? Twenty seven of thirty two? Unbelievable. I love. I love the guy. I love the guy. Uh, two hundred fifty in here. Only eighty nine thumbs up. I don't know what it is. Can we get the thumb up punch for uh for me, people? It really does help the channel out quite a bit. Uh, hit that. Hit that subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door. Punch it for your boy Smitty, please. Thank you. <sighs> ETN is a brick. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not worried about ETN's situation a little bit. Of course I am, but like to call him a brick as if he's not, you know, capable of... I mean, he's, he's been electric for us. Uh, I need 10 points from Kamara tomorrow. I should be... I should have put him Pollard, but didn't want to risk a goose-egging if... A goose-egging it to Zeke. I have faith AK can drag me across the dub for a dub. I think... Baytown, I think you'll get... I think you'll get that many points out of Kamara. I believe you will. I can't sit Kamara. I don't know if Big Drops is joking with me or not, but he said, damn, I didn't think he, he went 27 to 32. It's good. It's a good number. I mean, anybody should be impressed by that, even if you don't like him. It's an impressive line. That interception, 20, 27 to 32, that INT had to have been the wide... Did anybody see the INT? Can anybody confirm... That uh, that that wide that wide receiver was the reason that interception happened. Can someone please let me know? Did anybody see Huntley's interception? I didn't. I was switching over to the red zone at that moment, and they didn't show it, and I missed it. I try and watch every play, but it's hard to see every single thing. Smitty, I need 33 out of Rashad White. That's gonna be a pretty tough tough request to to. If I went to to Roy's room, I don't think I'd find that answer, but. You never know, bro. If we go to Roy's room in the future, find out how many Rashad White scored. Maybe he has it written down on a on a on a piece of paper somewhere. <laughs> Maybe we could you know what we could have is his computer screen and it could say week fifteen results. <laughs> I think I might do that. It was it was tipped. I knew it, Avi. I knew it was tipped. It was tipped. I knew something was up with it because this man was 27 to 32. 
All right, guys. I think I'm out of here. Uh, a good little hour and 10 minute live stream. Little, 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 uh, little sesh. Super chat. Uh, rock out. Need 74. I need 74 points from Camara and Alave. That's a lot. Rock out. I'm rooting for you, buddy boy. I'm rooting for you. Huntley or Herbie, I would have to. I would have to matchups. I know. Um, I can't sit Herbie yet, but I would grab Huntley as your backup plan. You know, if if he is, in fact, going to start games, which I think he will, but we don't know if it's one game or or not. But we'll find out. All right, guys. I'll see you all tomorrow. Appreciate you. I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm also live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And when news breaks, I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at midnight Eastern. I'm live Sunday morning, one half hour before kickoff, answering only exclusive member questions. People in the green names, link is in the description of any video if you want to become a, a YouTube exclusive member for a buck ninety nine a month to support the channel. The $9.99 plan, there's just two plans, $199, Um, That plan is uh, allows you two Zoom calls every Sunday. And so you're going to get, you know, 10, uh, 8 to 10, depending on the amount of weekends in a, in a month, uh, 8 to 10, 8 to 9 Zoom calls, roughly, we'll call it, uh, a month where we jump on and we do a think tank for 40 minutes, two different times on Sundays at halftime of the morning games. We jump on a 40 minute zoom call at halftime of the evening, the the Sunday night game. We jump on a 40 minute zoom call. That's in the $9. This is nine bucks and 99 cents upgrade and downgrade from the dollar 99 plan to the nine 99 plan. Anytime you want. Um, so, uh, I'll see you all tomorrow if news breaks. Otherwise I'll see you at 7 PM Eastern. And I'm, I may do the, the waiver wire show in the middle. You know, just a random quick uh, waiver wire live stream or video drop, like a premiere. See you all tomorrow. Appreciate you. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Woo-wee! <laughs> you know what?